Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 44. Glad you could join us. In today's conversation, the cast is joined by the Triple E's, Colby students Elena, Ellen, and Emily, who are some of the masterminds behind Colby's monthly newsletter, The Colby Chronicle. We hope you'll enjoy hearing from these young ladies, and as always, please reach out to us at podcast at colby.org. Enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And I'm Hope, Bonnie's younger sister and a Colby alumna in a phase of life after being a student, but before becoming a parent. I studied communication theory and philosophy in college, then I went to law school. Now I'm an attorney, an avid home cook, and the fun aunt to Bonnie's kids. Today we are joined by three current Colby students, Elena, who's in 11th grade, Ellen, who's in 10th, and Emily, who is in 7th. And we are looking forward to visiting with these young ladies about their time in Colby, their kind of day in the life, and also the newsletter club that they are very active in. So we'd like to get to know you a little bit, um, some background on how long you've used Colby or just been homeschooled generally. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, um, I'll go first. I'm Emily. I'm 13, and um, I've used Colby homeschooling for two years, but this is my first year using Colby online. I love Colby online. I'm the youngest of um, four children, but all of them are in college. And um, so I, you know, I'm kind of lonely at home. So when I joined Colby online, I made a lot of friends and um, yeah, it was great. (laughs) Um, I can go next. Um, I'm Elena, I'm in 11th grade this year. And it's my fifth year with Colby online, but my sixth year homeschooling. For the past four years, I've used Colby, basically a mix of online and self-paced, but more online, and I've really enjoyed the online community. Both of you have spoken to the community that you found here in Colby online classes, and that's wonderful to hear. Ellen, how about you? Hi, everyone. I'm Ellen. I'm a sophomore in high school, so I've been homeschooled with Colby ever since elementary school. And I've done Colby online since seventh grade. And it's definitely been just a fantastic journey. I've gotten to know people from all over the U.S. and all over the world, um, especially through participation in clubs and the weekly rosaries we have and also the talent shows. So I really appreciate the opportunity to get to know other people, even though we're kind of all stuck in our homes. The online component is something that developed after I graduated from Colby. So it's always Really neat to hear how that has flourished in these past few years. I'm always curious what a day in the life looks like for different people, because I know one of the strengths of homeschooling is that you can kind of fit your days around what your family needs. And some people are early birds, some people are night owls, some people do car schooling if they're going to and from different things. What does your day-to-day of Colby look like? Um, I wake up around 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Um, I do some chores, eat breakfast. Um, then I start school around 9 o'clock. Then I might have some classes at that time or just homework, depending on the day. Um, then around noon, I have lunch and then complete my school day, which usually ends around 4.30. 
And then I might have an academic sport or something like that. I do soccer, mountain biking, um, basketball. So um, basketball you can do um, with another school um, as a homeschooler. And soccer is just a um, community that you don't, it's not connected to school at all. It's just for students. And mountain biking is also like soccer. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Those do sound fun and good opportunities for you to join in on them. That's fantastic. How about you, Elena? Mine is actually quite different from Emily's, surprisingly. Um, My classes this year are all at 8 a.m., or at least that's how I start my days is at 8. So um, I usually have a class and then about an hour and a half to three hours to work on homework before my next class. And sometime in the middle of the day, I usually end up doing music. I play the flute, um, and I'm in a couple of orchestras, so I'll have time to practice or go to rehearsals or lessons or something like that. And then after that, I usually finish up homework, and then by then it's night. So, yeah. That sounds like a quick full day. Neat to hear about your orchestra experience as well. I know Ellen is musical and I, I love hearing that you're also are musical and hearing about your orchestral experiences. Are they like youth symphonies or or different wind ensembles perhaps? Um, I have played in wind ensembles in the past, but I'm in two youth orchestras this year. Um, unfortunately, they are still online because of COVID, but they're still a lot of fun to play in. How about you, Ellen? Actually, my schedule varies quite a bit from day to day. So I'll usually wake up at six every day and I have a different amount of classes each day. So on Mondays, I have seminar, then Tuesdays, I have about three classes. It's about four to five hours on Adobe. (laughs) And then Wednesday is actually free. And then Thursday, again, I have a few classes. And then Friday, it's mainly like club day for Colby, I guess. And uh, Saturday is basically dedicated to piano. And actually, it's interesting that you mentioned musical organizations because I joined quite a few this year. I actually do a lot of competitive piano, so I've participated in a lot of competitions and I play like recitals or workshops almost every week. Uh, I also have to prepare for AP exams. AP exams are coming up in May. So I do try to dedicate about two hours to those now that it's coming close. And I also try to get at least two hours of piano practice each day, although hopefully it can be more. Wow. And Emily, I think we were visiting a little while ago. You're musical as well, aren't you? I am. Um, I've been playing violin since um, I was in first grade. Nice. Well, all of those, the sports and activities and music, all of those are elements of a well-rounded life along with the academics I think and so it's really neat to hear about everything that you're involved in and wow the the time management that you all have described like there are grown-ups who have not mastered that skill and thinking the same thing like wow I'm very impressed with how this is all coming together right on top of everything what are some of the things that you most like about homeschooling? I really like, um, well, Colby Online, I like um, having the community and um, 
with homeschooling, it was hard for me to not have due dates and, you know, being so flexible. Um, so Colby Online, it was still, you know, you could still travel and stuff, but you still had those due dates that you had to accomplish. And yeah, that's probably my favorite thing about Colby. <laughs> Like Emily was saying, I also really like the flexibility that Colby offers. It's not necessarily super flexible day to day, just depending on how many assignments and classes you have. But I really like that we can pick our class schedule at the beginning of the year around extracurriculars, as opposed to a traditional school where it's like 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day. So I really appreciate the, um, the class schedule that Colby offers. Yes, I really do appreciate the flexibility and I think it's important to take advantage of that. So for me personally, I think I work best in like the morning hours, so about 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then after 7 p.m. Um, and then in the evening is the time when I feel most motivated to practice. So I really do try to work my extracurriculars around my schedule, just like Elena was mentioning. And I also absolutely love the community that Colby offers us. I've gotten to get to know a lot of great people through all the clubs, especially through participating in the Spiritual Life Club. We do those weekly Monday prayers and Friday rosaries. So those have become a, an important part of my life. And then obviously the newsletter club as well. Those are neat, those, this, the online oratory that you guys have really stepped that up a lot this year, I've noticed. There's a lot more going on there. And it really does start the week off nicely and then wrap it up so nicely. That's neat. I'm wondering if you all, when you have these back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back classes, <laughs> do you have some strategies where you get up and do some jumping jacks? Do you run and get a drink of water? Do you, how do you uh, keep your energy level up through that, through all those classes right in a row like that, rather you don't, because you're not getting up and changing rooms or how do you all make that work? For me, I actually um, figured out my schedule to have two classes a day, Monday through Thursday. So it actually is quite even for me, but those classes are back to back. Um, but I usually can get through those since it's only about two hours a day. Um, so I'm not really the person to like answer that question, but. <laughs> Would be a good strategy to me though if you're good with back to back versus like one and then a big gap and then another one later i think that would be difficult for me what about you two ladies i don't have as many back to back classes this year as i have in the past but um i think in ninth grade i had three back to back and they were each an hour and 20 minutes so that was kind of rough some days just from all the sitting looking at the screen so um i would usually get up between at least two of them and go get water or something at least look away from the screen for a few seconds and that definitely helped. Thankfully, I don't have any completely back-to-back -back classes this year, but I find that taking a break with music is always helpful for me. I go and practice for a few minutes, even if it's just 20 to 30. And yes, taking a break from the screen is definitely a great idea. Sometimes uh, it can be a little bit too much. I liked what you mentioned, Elena, about your morning class and then having a break to do homework. So I, I would prefer like when I was scheduling classes in college and law school, I needed something to get me going in the morning. And then I liked having some unstructured time between classes so that I could get the rest of my homework done 
and have a class later. So I'd often have like nine to 10:30, and then 2:30 to 4:30. And I found that if I could just stay focused, which sometimes was a big if, but <laughs> if I could stay focused in between those, then it worked out well. So it's neat that you get to figure that out in arranging your high school classes too. If I remember correctly, you've spoken before about how well that served you having when you would have those gaps between classes that you would start your homework during those windows in between the classes, as opposed to letting it wait till the end of the day and doing something. I mean, obviously there needs to be some break time. You don't need to just hit it hard the whole solid block of time, but how well that served you overall. And just as Ellen is saying, and Elena, all, you, all of you ladies, they're talking about using that time in between those classes to do some work and it spreads it out across the day. So that you have a little bit more of a balance. That's great. How you're already cultivating those skills that are going to serve you very well. Mm -hmm. And I think also when I left the classroom building for college or law school, I wanted to be done for the day. Like my brain left that space too. And so I knew that if I left my homework for the evenings, it just wouldn't get done. And that way I was able to kind of motivate myself to get the homework done in the middle of the day so that I could really unplug and relax in the evenings, which is one thing that I always struggled with when I was homeschooled. Like you can never really escape school when you do all of your school in the house. And so I tell that story on myself because I like to capture the reality of homeschooling and all of the really cool things and all also the things that are like, I'm really not a fan of this part. So it's awesome to hear about all of the things that you like about Colby. If there are things about homeschooling that you're like, you know, this is worth it, but uh, I just kind of have to eat that frog. Like I think it's Mrs. Finnegan says, um, I'm always curious to hear those too. For Colby online, it's any time when Adobe Connect is malfunctioning. Uh, so recently there's been an update and that has caused uh, the teachers to sometimes cut out quite a lot for me. And so, yeah, it's sometimes hard to deal with, but hopefully it'll get better soon. Sure, that's probably like a very helpless feeling like, oh no, here it is again. <laughs> um, I don't, I can't really think of one. Um, if I had to choose one, it'd probably be the late policy rule. It's very strict, but I also kind of love that because it really gets um, you to do your work and you actually feel amazing when you get your work done but um, it's really a love-hate relationship with the late policy rule. <laughs> sure that's understandable. I, I agree with Ellen I think my main problem is just technology when it comes up. Um, this Adobe update has been a bit of a challenge in some classes um, the hand raise feature is different now, so some teachers aren't able to see when people's hands are raised, but it's also kind of amusing because we all have to point it out, so it's not entirely bad. <laughs> to make yeah. the best of it, sounds like. Yeah, seems like it could lead to entertaining class moments. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's really neat to hear the combination of the experiences and like the overlap that all three of you ladies are describing, and then you're unique experiences as well. And then the way that we brought all of you together on this episode was to talk about the newsletter club that I understand all three of you are involved in. And so tell us some more about that, just um, how long you've been involved, what the newsletter club does, um, any, anywhere you want to start. 
Um, this is my first year with the newsletter club. It's really fun. Um, the editorial process is kind of complex, but um, what I always say about the clubs is like it's kind of like a, how to have a job 101 because, you know, it's not as stressful, but you also get to, you know, um, learn how to work together as a team to complete your destination. Um, you can get promoted, which feels amazing. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, and yes, you also make friends. So, um, yeah, I really like the club. Yeah, I agree with what Emily was saying. Um, this is my second year in the club, so I've been here almost two full years. And just as a brief aside, the club hasn't existed for that long, I think only four or five years at this point. So having been here for two years in a row, it's been really neat to see how the club kind of develops and progresses into the newsletter that it is now. So I've really enjoyed that. That continuity of seeing how it has developed would be really fascinating to grow up with it. Yeah, I think it's amazing to see how much the newsletter club has accomplished over these years. So I've been in the club since eighth grade. So in this time span, I've worked on quite a few feature stories, edited several articles. And I have to say, I think it's really interesting to see what happens in the behind the scenes work. I think in like today's society, we focus so much on what the final product looks like, like is it going to be perfect? But I think it's important to understand how the process works too. And this club has really helped me to see that side of the story as well. I was wondering about that behind the scenes, kind of the process of putting it all together. What all is involved in it? Can you describe it? I'm sure there's a lot to it. We have a meeting once a month, and um, we talk about new ideas um, we would like to add, or um, maybe some people had, um, you know, options for growing in the newsletter. Um, but once we are done with our meeting, um, you know, we also have jobs. So we talk about our jobs and what we have to complete in the meeting, everyone gets their work done and then the editor will review it and um, a couple other people and then it's posted. Wow, so what are each of your jobs? I'm one of the um, designers for the newsletter, so I mostly design the articles, but we can we have an opportunity each meeting to volunteer to write or edit or send in pictures or whatever we want to do that month or have time to do. So it really varies from month to month what everyone does. As Emily and Elena mentioned, we'll usually try to pitch in at the meetings for ideas for feature stories, which is usually the largest article in the newsletter. And we'll also volunteer to be either editors and writers. And we also have some more like senior positions. And next year, I'll be one of the lead designers in the club. Cool. Does the newsletter have certain sections? So there's always a feature story, but then there's also like a comic typically, right? There, when Colby students get together in the wild, so to speak, or if they encounter each other somewhere, uh, we can send in cool things that the students are doing, things like that. There, What other departments am I missing, though? We have a prayer section. It's either student-written or student-selected. We also have the student spotlight where we feature any student achievements. 
And then sometimes there are like competition opportunities that appear and then general like headlines that Mrs. Lenjo wants us to watch out for. We also have a teacher of the month um, column. So students submit um, which teacher they think would um, deserve this title and why. And then we create a document of all of the answers that the children said um, well, the students, <laughs> and um, then the teacher or whoever wants to can read it. And um, reading that is actually really cool. Yes, I happen to be aware of a teacher who was named Teacher of the Month. She was really very moved. That was neat. So you've mentioned the various articles and feature articles and getting to uh, take opportunities to write. What are some of the favorite articles that you've either run or written or different things like that? Like what sticks out in your mind? One of my favorites that we've done has been when we wrote both a feature story and a video to go with it. We don't do that super often because it's a lot of work to compile the different videos into one and edit it and everything. But um, I think they did one like that for the March for Life, especially where Colby people met at the March for Life and they filmed themselves there. And then we all put that together into one video along with an article about it. So I always really enjoy those. Yeah, I definitely agree with Elena, um, but I also like the Teacher of the Month column and the Student Spotlight. I'd say that the articles which stick out most in my mind would be the ones where we interviewed students because it's always so inspiring and motivating to hear from our peers and especially the international students article we, were, we also did a video that was really fun to work on and we also have a student column where a student writes about really whatever they'd like to talk about and it can sometimes be about experiences they've had with extracurricular activities or with their family and it's always really heartwarming to read their words. What a great opportunity to really take ownership of all of the stories and lessons and experiences of being Colby students and be able to share them with everyone in the community. That is super cool. So it sounds like does the newsletter come out once a month then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Neat. Neat. So you pretty much always have something that you're working on to get this month's out the door and then to put together the next month's? Yes, and sometimes um, there will be something like a break that interferes with our regular meeting schedule. So every now and then we'll plan two, two newsletters at one meeting and then we'll work on the second one at the same time as the first one. So um, like two months ago, we had to plan the March and April newsletters because of spring break being in early April. And so there was a video project in that one that we were able to start in March, and then it came out in April. So that worked out really nicely with break. It sounds like Game of Tetris fitting all of the logistics together. That's pretty great. And a lot of long-range planning, it sounds like. You guys are planning content for a while from now or from wherever the newsletter is going to come up. You've been working on it for a while before it gets to, to folks via their their updates each week in the Colby Online community. So this one, the newsletter goes to families who have students taking at least one online class. Is that right? Uh, so it's posted on Schoology, which is our main page. 
um, where, so Mrs. Lingell, which is our, um, I guess you could call her your principal, but um, she, uh, she posts it with the Friday memo, which comes once a week, just telling you any new things that are coming out the next following week. Which grades are on the editorial board? I know we have 7th through 11th here on our recording. Is that the general range of the editors or who all is involved? I think we can be in the Colby Online Club starting in middle school. So our newsletter club ranges from 6th to 12th grade. So we've definitely got a variety of ages there. And that's really neat hearing from all the different grades. Do you guys tend to chat with each other in your, you have a Schoology group then for the newsletter club, it sounds like. Do you guys kind of visit with each other and collaborate during the, outside of your monthly meeting time to work on your, on the pieces that you're getting ready for publication? We don't really discuss directly in Schoology, but if a team is doing like some kind of feature story, other article, we tend to meet up on Google Docs or Hangouts and we'll spend some time like kind of planning and then writing together. So I really like that element of collaboration that the newsletter club offers. I've gotten to know a lot of great people through my work on this club. And even though we sometimes aren't as efficient as we like, we also we always have a lot of fun working on the articles. That does sound fun. That sounds part of the one of the perks of it. So the newsletter club sounds fantastic and like Emily said about how to have a job 101 and how Elena and Ellen have described the, the planning and the community and everything. That sounds like such a great opportunity. Um, you've mentioned a couple of other Colby clubs as well, I think. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about those? I'm also so co-captain of the Spiritual Life Club. So there we usually have two opportunities for people to come and pray. It's the Monday weekly prayer as well as the Friday rosary. And usually my job is just to help facilitate um, arranging the different sections of prayer between the members. Uh, because, for example, we might have like 10 people show up on one day who are part of the club who'd like to join, but sometimes that's not possible. And we also do a lot during Catholic Schools Week. Uh, we do like spiritual bouquets for the teachers and have daily prayers as well. That has been really neat. I've really enjoyed seeing that and been grateful that you all have organized those. Yeah, um, I'm also involved in other Colby clubs. So um, I'm the special project chair officer. I, I can never say it <laughs> in the yearbook club. Um, and I'm also a prayer leader in the Spiritual Life Club. I always wanted to be on the yearbook staff when I was in school. That sounds neat. I think that typically starts pretty early in the year, start the, the discussions and the contributions to the yearbook, right? And then they're at some point towards the end of the year, the ordering deadline comes up so that people can get them in the summertime, right? So that's something to think about for next year, too. Yes, um, we start very early, like the first month of the school year, we um, have our meeting and we basically talk about um, who are going to be the leaders of the club, who wants to be in what um, group. Um, so we have different sections in the um, yearbook club. And um, to buy a yearbook, 
Um, we also have that in the Friday memo and um, people can go on there and buy a yearbook and it's a pre-order. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see the final result. The combination of the newsletter that comes out month to month throughout the school year and then the yearbook that captures the whole school year would be a really neat resource to have. Any other related activities in the Colby online community that you've been enjoying? I'm also part of the theology club at Colby. It's a little different from the other clubs that Ellen and Emily were mentioning, like newsletter and spiritual life, because it's not really something that has like a publication periodically. But um, it's a really nice place for us to go and talk about our faith, since we're not really allowed to have political slash theological debates outside of class or the theology group. So I always really enjoy that when there are discussions there. Who facilitates that? That sounds great. I think there are a few teacher moderators. Um, Dr. Almanzar is one and Mrs. Hoxie, I believe. And um, they'll post interesting articles there every now and then. So it's always nice to have that communication between the teachers and the students about new things we learn about our faith. In the past, I've also been a member of the Creative Writing Club. And when I was there, we created some pretty entertaining group stories as well as showing some of her own original work. Wow, that sounds neat. Do these meet sort of weekly or is it mainly in the, it probably depends on the club, right? How you guys meet and how frequently and then whether it's more of a Schoology discussion or like a almost another class meeting, not a class meeting, but like you were talk, talking about Fridays being club day, your meetings then, does it pretty much vary based on what club you're active in? I don't believe creative writing or theology clubs ever have had meetings before, but I know, for example, the Spanish and French clubs tend to meet some point each month. One nice thing about Colby is they also give you a um, grade discussion board. So um, each grade has their own board where they can have conversations. So um, there are teachers or parents who monitor these um, discussion boards, but um, you can have many different discussions and um, you never meet, um, but it's just group chat basically with your grade and that's where I've met most of my friends. So it's been really cool. Yes, they are also great for forming community and just like kind of hanging out with your friends after class. What a great range of structured and unstructured areas to just get to know people. I can see how y'all have really contributed to the community that you're speaking so highly of. Your contributions to it have helped make it what it is. And, and it sounds like you're getting a lot out of it as well. So that's fantastic to hear how that's all coming together. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you think would be interesting for listeners to hear that you wanted to talk about, about whether, whether it's about the newsletter club or about Colby in general, just kind of like any anything that's occurred to you while we've been visiting? I think another 
another thing I really love about Colby is the end of the semester talent shows they have. One is the Advent and Christmas concert and the other is the general talent show. And these are some of the rare occasions when the whole school is pretty much in the, the Adobe Connect room. The format was a little bit different for this last winter recital, but it's, it is so much fun to be just kind of in the community all at once. It's definitely a great opportunity to get to know some artistically minded people. And I've really enjoyed participating in these shows over the past few years. Those are great. I'm so impressed with everyone who participates. Um, one thing that I would like to add is that, well, one reason that my parents have um, always liked homeschooling was that they really liked Colby and the teachers and how they really didn't have to worry about what the material that they would be giving. Um, so, you know, they always show the material um, before and all the teachers are amazing and you really don't have to worry about, um, you know, is this teacher good or bad and ask around and um, get the background information. <laughs> I'm with you there. I think they're fantastic too. This sure has been a joy to visit with all three of you. There's nothing like hearing from the people who are in the middle of the formation that we talk about on so many of our episodes, that it's the formation of the whole person, academic, social, spiritual, everything. And what a great demonstration of just like how well-rounded all of you are and how curious to learn things and really motivated to take ownership and and make a difference in your spheres and to learn how to balance all of the things that you have on your time commitments it's really it's really impressive and it's been really great to get to know all three of you today i hope that the newsletter club continues to thrive and I know that it will with all three of you involved in it so thank you very much for visiting with us today thanks ladies yeah thank you so much for having us I really enjoyed this and it was also great to hear from Ellen and Emily about their experiences yeah same goes for me this was really fun and I also got to learn a little bit about the um, high school way of life <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. And I really loved hearing from you two, Emily and Elena. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.